Hey everyone, this is the Everyday Leader Podcast, where we hear from inspiring individuals building and leading teams across Africa. Today, I speak with Collins Lumumba from Nairobi, Kenya. Collins is the head of experience at Metropolitan National SACO, a financial institution where he has held a series of management roles for the past 11 years. In this episode, Collins and I spoke about the difference between being a boss and a leader, staying resilient during times of rapid sector transformation, and being proactive about continuous professional development. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hi, Collins. Welcome to the Everyday Leader Podcast. Really excited to speak with you today. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. How are you doing? Doing great. Uh, so you are the head of customer experience at the Metropolitan National SACO in Nairobi, Kenya. Um, yes. Interested to dive into that further. But before we do, I always start off by asking leaders to share a story about an early manager experience that they had that was um, profoundly impactful for their leadership journey. Can you share it with us, an early leadership experience that you had? Uh, yes, Chris. I think this one uh, in two different occasions. Uh, the first one is when I was called upon when I was in primary school uh, to lead the entire school uh, towards uh, sports. That's now uh, football. In Kenya, we call it football. Uh, in America, it's called soccer. Uh, and I was the school captain. Being a leader or a captain at that particular moment required me to, to think beyond just not only playing, but see how best the entire team can deliver and win the matches which were, which were lined up for us as, a, as an institution. Uh, that one made me to, to, to see that critically I am designed to leadership role. Uh, second part was uh, when, when I was in uh, Barclays Bank, currently called ABSA in Africa, uh, when uh, one of the support staff was out of the office, uh, that is the retail support, and I stepped in as a volunteer to ensure that there's no work which was pending, but everything uh, was uh, done to the schedule and all other areas were made to, uh, to proceed to the next level from the branch where I was based at. Yeah, so those two scenarios, uh, each and every single day I reflect and say, that they are the, 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 the corner pillars which made me to know that I'm destined to leadership roles. So you mentioned your time back at, at Barclays Bank uh, earlier in your career, and you, you made the jump over to the National SACO. Um, yeah. You started as a, a branch manager. Um, what was it like stepping into this type of manager role for the first time? In the beginning, it was uh, a little bit chaotic because you get in with the pride that now you are the boss, you can make all decisions, not thinking that you can't lead without followers. So each decision I was making was based on, yeah, I am the boss here. Uh, we should do it this way. You should do it as per the rules, as per the regulation. This is what we need to achieve. But I let, again, later I realized that, no, this is not the way the team, because the team was demoralized. Uh, the team was not motivated. The team 
just say that, all right, we will wait for you to give us an assignment, we deliver, and that is it. So there was no creativity, there was no beyond uh, the duties assigned, and there was no motivation at all in the team. So that one made me now look at myself and start learning more about leadership, uh, what roles do leaders normally do to ensure that uh, the entire team remains positive, the entire team remains uh, uh, objective, the entire team remains a uh, uh, vision towards achieving their organization goals. Yeah, that definitely sounds like a common experience that people have where they step up into a manager role for the first time with maybe some preconceived notions of what it what it entails. And maybe uh, you think you have this boss uh, uh, role, but you're totally right that uh, you can't just boss people around, you need people to respect you and want to um, rally behind uh, kind of a common purpose and goals. So I'm curious, how did you um, make that transition? So you stepped into this role, you faced early challenges. How did you um, improve? How did you kind of step up to that challenge and become kind of a, a more mature manager? One thing I learned or one thing made me to think beyond just the, the branch manager leadership role was a scenario where anytime a new recruit comes on board, you realize that the induction process is limited to, let's say, one week, two weeks, three weeks, maximum one month. Thereafter, then whatever you are doing from there is no longer induction, but it's you to develop who you want to be and do you how who you want your team to be do you want your team to be successful you want your team to fail i realize that most organizations or most in most cases uh, induction there's no induction beyond the norm, the normal stipulated time and uh, if it is beyond uh, if you want to inquire about something else you'll realize that uh, the reception you get from the people who are supposed to lead you, the people who are supposed to mentor you, you get a cold reception, meaning that oh, induction is one month. Why are you not learning? Why are you not picking up? What is wrong with you? Are you in the right place? So those are things which made me think beyond uh, the normal uh, period for induction, but to learn and go above everybody that for somebody to be successful in his or her own career or role, there must be a continuous development, there must be a continuous uh, uh, mentorship, there must be continuous coaching and training so that this person not only become uh, the best uh, team member, but is able to, to come out courageously and uh, confidently that I'm able to deliver this. And so you, you started as a branch manager and then you uh, moved into a business development manager role and then you uh, moved again into now you serve as the head of customer experience. So um, can you tell us a bit more about what it means to change from one manager role or one team lead to another and, and the types of adjustments that you have to make during those transitions? Because yes, you're still in a manager role, but the context has probably changed a lot. I, I think moving from uh, branch manager to business development, it is a career growth where business de development is a superior 
uh, role where you oversee how I'm overseeing a region, uh, meaning that now you're in charge of not the usual 12 people or the usual 10 people, but a larger number. This one makes one to think about how do you deal with people from different backgrounds, people from different regions, people from different cultures, people from uh, uh, different educational background. And the most important thing, how do you deal with the people where, uh, because in our organization we have two types of people. We have a fast learner and a slow learner. How do you make the entire team to work towards uh, as, a, as one unit and then deliver the common objective either from the individual to the group and then to the organization. So that is what made me uh, uh, yearn for moving upwards and uh, getting a bigger team to lead. Moving from business development to, uh, to head in our customer experience, uh, remember each and every institution, the customer is key. So what made me to take over that particular position is to ensure that all our customers are uh, positively happy with our services and our products so that at the end of the day, uh, we achieve the desired, uh, the desired target. Moving to leadership up to the head uh, of the department, head of the department now, you have to bring in the skills to relate with the people uh, both vertically and horizontally. Vertically, those people report to you, and then horizontally, the inter-departmental uh, uh, relationship, which still requires mentorship, coaching, so that you know how to handle uh, each and every team, each and every department, to avoid conflict arising in between. Yes, so those are what made me now to, to, to move beyond uh, the region and then moves to the head. Now you are in charge of the entire uh, country. So if you look at it keenly, you will see at the end of the day, uh, the role as a leader at that particular level is more superior compared to business development. And so you, you touched on this a little bit in terms of how each um, kind of level that you moved up to increased in responsibility that you had kind of greater sp uh, scope uh, of responsibility. How did you uh, evolve as a leader? Were there um, changes that naturally happened? Uh, and then were there changes where you needed to more intentionally uh, change yourself as a leader to adapt to this new level? Uh, what I learned throughout uh, this growth is constant learning um, one that one made me to to register for my masters uh, in strategic management because i knew that going forward where i reached as a branch manager i will require i will be required to make strategic decisions so that what do i need to have at the moment i need to be have a strategic uh, back, uh, academic background so that as i move uh, uh, up the ladder, I'm able to understand what are the requirements. Uh, secondly, what made me to, to see that uh, moving the career ladder upstairs, uh, upwards is uh, you, each and every person yearn for uh, 
more responsibility in an organization where they work. That one makes them grow as a person and grow uh, intellectually so that you are able to deliver your assigned duties well. So those are what made me to that, 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 that yearning for more responsibility, uh, yearning to make change at the top, uh, the, the top level. So it made me to look forward to more opportunities at the top of the organization. Great. So, so tell us more about what the Metropolitan National SACO does and, and uh, what, are, what are the common types of challenges that teams face in, in trying to pursue that mission? Uh, Metropolitan National SACO is a, a savings and credit institution based in Kenya with a headquarter in Nairobi where I sit and we serve uh, members all over Kenya. Currently, we have eight functioning branches uh, with over 100 uh, members of staff and uh, over 50,000 customers. What we do is we offer savings facility where our customers uh, contribute monthly on savings with an aim of getting dividend at the end of the year. Secondly, what we do is we grant credit facility in forms of loan from uh, based on different uh, time periods. And these ones allows the customers to develop themselves either at individual level or at family level. And then lastly, we have uh, the other products where uh, fixed deposit accounts where customers are allowed to give their money lump sum, let's say 1 million, 2 million, 10 million uh, for a given period of time so that that money can earn for them interest. While the term ends, they come pick the interest plus the money. So if you look at the institution, the institution, uh, Metropolitan National Circle, is, is core activity is to grant credit to members so that members can improve their lives. It, it definitely sounds like uh, quite a established business. And uh, there's been a lot of activity in the financial technology space, particularly uh, in different African markets, uh, Kenya included. So yes. how, how you've been with the Metropolitan National SACO for over 11 years now. How have yes. you seen uh, and how have you been a part of uh, the change needed to keep up with some of the technology, technological uh, advancements happening in, in your sector? How are you making sure that the business continues to meet customers' needs um, with, with the kind of introduction of other uh, fintech offerings? And then how is your team also keeping up with some of the kind of workplace trends that um, a lot of uh, the, the work kind of the, the work talent supply is, is looking for? Uh, keep, uh, the, 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 the changes which are happening in technological uh, field, Chris, uh, they're coming up at a higher rate where each, each and every single day you come up and then you see there's this development uh, left, right, and center. FinTech industry is taking over financial sector uh, within Africa and beyond. And this one is making each and every financial institution to think beyond uh, the traditional way of doing the business, the business, 
for example, right now, what we are doing is our customers are able to access their funds at the comfort of their, uh, their home, where they are seated. We have a mobile uh, app where customers can access uh, their savings. At the same time, they are able to make savings through that channel. Uh, secondly, they are able to acquire a credit facility through that channel, which we keep on improving every year because that particular uh, sector also has a lot of cyber uh, attack left, right, and center. So we, 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 we as an institution, we are trying our level best to ensure that we remain within uh, the rules governing the, the, the fintech industry or the, the, the technology world. We adapt to the new changes which comes in. We get the new tools uh, to allow us to have our customers uh, better. And again, lastly, is to see where uh, the fintech is taking us in the next uh, few years to come. And, and with this increased competition and kind of um, disruptive forces, how do you keep uh, your team motivated? And how do you make sure that your team is uh, continually adapting technology as a collaboration tool? Uh, the, the, the first thing which uh, I, I do as a leader uh, with my team is to, to let them understand that uh, salary is not the only motivating factor and the salary is the, the only, not the only thing which makes them come to work. There are things, other things like uh, acknowledging what they're doing, training them, mentoring them, so that at the end of the day, uh, every evening or at the end, end of the month and end of the year, they are not the same people who they were uh, previously. This one makes them, knows very well that, makes them to be creative, makes them to, to deliver beyond the expectation because they believe and they know that whatever they are doing, they are fully backed by their leader. And this one makes them feel part and parcel of the, uh, the leadership process and the, uh, the management process. So we mentor them, we train them, we acknowledge, and lastly, based on uh, performance, we reward them each time we are doing uh, awards, yes. So this one makes them uh, acknowledge that uh, the organization values their well-being. And lastly, those people who, uh, who are not able to meet uh, their targets, those people who are not, uh, who their performance are going down, there's a way which uh, we have introduced on a one-on-one -on -one, uh, talk to them. So this one, you'll be able to know what is affecting them. That personalized uh, relationship which we build as a team is what makes them feel part and, part and parcel of the entire organization. And so you have uh, been promoted into two different roles, um, into your third role now uh, at your company. How do you approach your own a continual development so that, you know, like you said, at the end of each year, you're not the same uh, person uh, that you were at the beginning of the year. How do you approach your own professional development and uh, what are some of the goals that you have in future years for yourself? 
the first one is uh, I have mentors around me. These mentors, uh, mentors and peers. <coughs> Excuse me. The mentors allows enables me to move uh, with them or based on my daily activity. What I am currently lacking is a coach because you look at what the people I'm having around, look at them, all of them are mentors, but nobody has reached that point of a coach. So what I'm looking forward to at the end of the year is to have that coach who will be able to give me direction, who will be able to tell me that this is where you, there's a shortfall here, this is what you need to do at the end of the day, this is what happens. And I'm happy that since I joined this particular program, the peer, the peer coach really has helped me because each and every single day, because it makes me learn what I was lacking. It makes me, it brings uh, the best out of me. Things that I was not able to see as a person and with my mentors. Now the coach comes in and say, you look at the talk, you see what happens. Then you said, oh, this is what I was lacking. So if I implement this one, then this is what where I will be tomorrow. So right now, that is what uh, helps me. Again, what made me to remain firm in, in, in leadership position, there's this uh, club called uh, Toastmasters International, where I'm a member, where now they teach about leadership, they teach about public speaking, they teach about uh, mentorship. So there also I've learned a few things uh, which helps me build my leadership skills. That's great. It definitely sounds like you are uh, being very intentional and mindful of continually stretching yourself and pushing yourself. You mentioned uh, that you had joined our Coffee Chat Peer Coaching Network. Um, can you maybe give an example of uh, how a peer coaching conversation uh, was maybe different than a mentorship conversation? Uh there's one thing I've learned in uh, in peer coaching, and uh, the acronym called GROW. In mentorship, I never look at it like the way I'm seeing it, where you set the goals. After setting the goal, how do you align to that particular goal? Uh, after aligning to that particular goal, what else do you need to do so that at the end of the day, you achieve that partic particular goal? Then what happened next is the reality. The reality makes me understand that, as I said earlier, in, in, in coffee chat, as a, as, a, as a peer coach, it tells you what is happening to you. That is the reality. That moment where you know where, what you'd like, to, where you'd like to go to, what you'd like to do, and how to reach there. Then the, the next thing is options. What skills should I be having or what skill sets will I be having to achieve that particular set goal with the reality which I identified? And then lastly, what is the way forward? The way forward is the constant monitoring and evaluation and a commitment that this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to achieve. This goal is what uh, makes me wake up every single day. So that is one thing that actually helped me every single day since I joined Coffee Chat. It helps me understand that the goal I'm having is not based on the yearly goal, but it can be break down into segment, 
weekly, monthly, yeah, uh, semi-annually or yearly. So at least I'm seeing a big improvement. And it's one thing definitely I'm referring. Everybody I met left, right and center, you need to join Coffee Chat. That is where you have a peer, a peer coach. Somebody is telling you where, who you are, what you are supposed to do, where you are at the moment and where you should be tomorrow. Well, Collins, uh, you, you really uh, summarized the GROW model really well. Uh, and you're right, it's, it, it was definitely a framework that I uh, kind of was um, inspired by when I first came across it earlier in my career and definitely wanted to include that as a core pillar of our peer coaching network. Because as you said, it, it helps structure uh, a peer coaching conversation so that you uh, are, are approaching the conversation uh, from a holistic perspective, but you are also being action oriented so that you leave that conversation with um, a way to uh, essentially monitor whether the strategy you're picking is going to uh, be impactful. Uh, so I'm really, really happy that uh, it's it's something that uh, you have found valuable in your own leadership journey. A few days ago, I mean, last month we were having a uh some new recruits. So when I was doing induction for them, and when I bring in that, uh, that acronym of, of GROW, and everybody was like, we were not seeing it like that. We have not seen it like that. How did you even get to know that is how we're supposed to run an, an organization? And I felt proud of that. I already have learned something. And then now I'm implementing it. It feels nice. That's great. No, that's wonderful to hear and glad that you were able to also uh, bring that uh, framework to, to your team and, you, and your new recruits. Um, yes. Just as we start to, to wrap up, um, I'm curious if there's anything else that you wanted to reflect on when it comes to the leadership journey that you've been on so far. One thing I would reflect or what, what makes me understand about my leadership journey is there's no right time for one to become a leader. You start now, push forward, get mentors, get coaches, especially the peer coaches will allow you and make you understand who you are and make you grow. So there's no time and there's no right time. That time is now. Uh, thanks so much, Collins, for, for sharing your experience uh, and, and taking us through the journey that you've had for all the way from Barclays and now to the Metropolitan National SACO uh, and yes. the work that you're doing there across Kenya. So thank you for your time today. And I'm looking forward to continuing to follow you on your leadership journey. And maybe we'll get matched uh, in the peer coaching network one day. Uh, thank you, thank you. Looking forward to it, uh, Chris. Okay. Uh, thank nice you so much. You. Bye. -bye.